Today on New Business Ideas, this is our fourth video on blockchain technologies. And we are here with Chad Bennett from Heroic.com, John Story from Consensus, and Brian Nelson from BlockV. I keep wanting to say Brian, like Nielsen, but it's Nelson. Nelson yes. I used to, I used to like my first business mowing lawns, I mowed for a Nielsen family. And so I think that's what's like tripping me up. So I feel really bad. But so Chad is going to come and share his idea. So you've got 30 seconds to come through and share it, And then we're going to come and talk about it. So ready, go. So I live in the cybersecurity blockchain, uh, artificial intelligence world. And I tell everybody, uh, not a lot of people know about cybersecurity, even less know about artificial intelligence. And basically no one knows about blockchain, very small group. And so I live in that world. And right now, if I had to pick something, it would, it would fit within there. And I have a very specific need that I think would be uh, very beneficial to the blockchain community as a whole and eventually to you know, technology as a whole. And uh, that is a system. So one of the issues right now in blockchain are all these different tokens and coins and everything that's out there. And so a layer, and this is already being built by others, but uh, a layer that transacts with all the different blockchains and uh, an API connected to it so that there'd be a standard. You could create a wallet or you could transfer money or you could do these things, a, a very standard API across the board that you can transact with all these different hundreds, thousands of cryptocurrencies out there in a very seamless manner. That's something that I would actually build right now if I wasn't doing heroic.com. But uh, like I said, people out there doing it, and it's just not uh, to the point where it needs to be right now. Who's working on it in the space so far? Cosmos. Okay. Polkadot. Yeah, there's... Uh, there's and what are they not doing right? What are they missing? Is it just like a funding I really, issue? Or? I haven't spent enough time researching into this. This is a very specific need that uh, we've come across over the last week to two weeks. Some of the research that we've done, there is an API out there called BlockCypher that allows you to uh, transact with Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dash, Dogecoin, and um, something else. I'm not sure what, uh, I can't remember what the other one is. Uh, and it, it's a different API for every single one. And I'm not familiar how far down the, the rabbit hole these other ones have gone. Yeah, and no, I don't know, necessarily know either. That Those are just the, whenever I hear uh, blockchain interoperability, those are the, the two names that come to my mind. It's this idea that you have to, they have to create bridges between all the different ones and then they like have their own internal one. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, yeah. I haven't read their papers, but I know that's the problem that they're working on. And it's a cool problem. And, and the reality is, uh, I'm looking at it on a developer side. So just giving developers access to interact with all these different blockchains. And, and I imagine they are doing the same thing, but I'm just focused on that. Uh, that's what I would do if I wasn't doing heroic.com. What's the revenue model for something like that? Does people pay for access or? Uh, you could take a percentage of every, every transaction. That would be a revenue model. In fact, I've never even thought of a revenue model. And it's just one of those specific needs. Outside of that, I'd do exotic dancing. That's the other thing that I would do. Uh, I, I like dancing and- uh, okay. have, would... have you heard of Spank Chain? <laughs> I have heard of Spank okay. Chain. <laughs> I'm not I'm a I'm an buyer. advisor I'm on Spank Chain. <laughs> no. All right, but back to the, the, uh, the API, the interoperability. Brian, good idea, bad idea? You know, I, I guess I want to understand better, you know, what the problem is and what the potential solution is. Right. So interoperability for, you know, what, what purposes? So, um, the first uh, problem is standardization of, 
uh, all the different blockchains and how to interact with them. For example, creating a wallet or sending money to a specific wallet or um, uh, verifying that there's money on in that wallet. So a, a very specific specification and the use case is for us, uh, we are weeks away from announcing a $51 million token sale. And we are and have been researching for quite a while how to actually take that money. And we want to provide a as open a way for people to contrib contribute as possible. Now, we're probably just going to go straight, you know, contribute with ETH. But uh, we want to also explore other opportunities on some of these other uh, blockchains that we wouldn't mind taking tokens with and creating a system to where instead of just taking ETH, we could take all these other different cryptocurrencies using the same exact uh, API calls just with uh, a delimiter that it's a specific blockchain instead of um, having to create a whole new function for every single blockchain. Yeah, I mean, we, we ran into that problem when we were creating SIG3 for the multi-SIG wallets um, because we wanted to have an automated cosigner. The issue was when we built when we built the very first integration, it only worked on that one wallet that we integrated with. And what we found was every wallet that did multi-SIG did it differently. There was no standard. And so we realized, whoa, the code we just wrote for this, this um, uh, integration is not scalable. We can't use it with the next wallet or the next wallet or the next wallet. Um, so I totally understand, you know, the importance of interoperability. Um, so, I mean, at, at that level, it's a good idea. Why is it a bad idea? Just the, sc the scaling aspect or? You know, when it comes down to it, with interoperability with anything, you know, any software, when you're trying to, to be that that one point of interoperability, it's it's difficult to get everybody to agree to standards and um, operating procedures. And so, you know, it's going to take some time, some effort, uh, just like anything big. I mean, it, it, it really does take resources and getting the buy-in from the community, from core developers on some of these blockchains to implement maybe some of the changes. Because one of the problems we ran into again with SIG3 was we wanted to try to write the standard because nobody else was doing it. But all of wallets were like, well, we have no reason to change what we're doing to use your standard. We're already in operation. We already have customers. So we're going to have to change everything from our end to, to adopt what you're doing. Why don't you bend to us? And, and uh, I think that's kind of difficult, right? So that's, that's why it's a bad idea. Okay. John? I think it's a good idea. I think that it's awesome. Um, I think that there will be clear winners in the space. And there kind of are to an extent things like shapeshift. Yeah. Right. That you can kind of, people have started to kind of like, kind of do it. Um, but yeah, there isn't like a very clear um, pathway to success on that. What about and, Bancor? See, and I don't, I don't necessarily yeah. know what Bancor is doing. Okay. I don't either. Very, but, but very similar. Um, what I think will happen is there will be a few clear winners and there'll be like a, if this, then that kind of a platform, yeah. um, where I don't think you'll have to worry about, um, you know, if you get the Bitcoin, the Litecoin, the Ethereum, the EOS and the dash, um, to all to kind of like agree on something, they come up with like some sort of a standard. And really, I think one of the big, um, one of the big difficult things are, are platforms that are smart contract reliant and platforms that aren't smart contract reliant and 
because if you have smart contracts, creating those bridges are easy because you just create a smart contract on both mm -hmm. that somehow is like the authority. And then each one basically has a token that represents the other. Like this is just the authority. There's pretty much like a centralized authority for the other blockchain. But I, and again, then you go into like governance of that of like, well, if we decide to change how many tokens are being minted or something, will we want to change decisions about this? And so I think it's a good idea and I think it will happen. I think it will happen amongst like five or so that they'll kind of come together and say, hey, we're just going to come up with our standard. And then when a new blockchain comes along, they'll have to decide, hey, we're just going to like integrate into the standard that these guys have created. Got it. And I think that's the central point, which is uh, whoever creates the standard and the level of players, you got to have the the top five in with that standard. If you just create a standard and go out to everybody and yeah. say, here's here's the standard, no one's going to follow it, your experience. Um, but uh, it, there's got to be some significant buy-in to the community to make this happen or a lot of capital to make it happen without their their help and then if it gets big enough then finally someone some people will jump on and, and what's amazing is that like ethereum was able to to tackle that yeah like ethereum essentially already did what like you're trying to do in the sense of like they came up with the erc uh yeah. 20 standard and all tokens just kind of said all right we're just doing this and now like all erc 20 tokens are like compatible and work in all the different wallets yeah. and like they they were able it's amazing because then you see like other blockchains. I don't know. There's just like this cohesion that, that happened just naturally where who knows if it'll ever be able to exist within. And who knows? Maybe that will be the like the I don't know. I'm just talking now. And just recently there was a group that was formed. Um, part of it was the uh, Ethereum Foundation and a bunch of different companies that were built on top of the Ethereum blockchain. They've all come together to fund kind of this again, consortium of, of companies to push forward the foundational technology uh, with standards, with um, other operating procedures, with, um, you know, ways to build the next generation of, of blockchain companies. And I, th and I think it's really smart because a lot of these companies that are doing ICOs and, and token generation events, um, their big grand ideas need the core blockchains to scale and, and evolve to a point where it can actually support some of these grand ideas. And so these companies that have raised a lot of money, um, they're throwing in tokens, they're throwing in ETH, they're throwing in manpower um, as a group to create some of these standards. And, and uh, I thought that was really cool to see because everybody wins if, if, if you're built on top of Ethereum, everybody wins if Ethereum is, is um, scaled out and, and uh, evolves with the rest of the industry. Absolutely. And now there's thousands of token sales going on top of that. And so it's just going to continue to win and win. Which uh, coin has the biggest cap right now? It's Bitcoin, right? Yeah. And then Ethereum, is that the second? Yeah. And then what, Litecoin third? Bitcoin Ripple. Cash. Bitcoin oh, Cash? Is it, I think it's Bitcoin Cash today. is third. Okay. But then Ripple's up there. And, I mean, we, we could yeah, all check we, our yeah. phones and yeah. okay. go to CoinMarketCap and, and check it out. But I mean, I think for the most part, the top five or six stay pretty reasonably at the top and then the rest fluctuated a ton. Okay, well, perfect. And Chad, you're with Heroic.com. Do you want us to give us a quick update on what Heroic.com is? Definitely. So uh, our mission at Heroic.com is to intelligently protect the world's information. And uh, at, a, at a basic level, we 
protect individuals and companies against hackers and cyber threats. Uh, on the blockchain side, uh, as and to make this as simple as possible, as a user is using our technology, uh, they're also contributing data back to the network and being compensated and incentivized to contribute data to the network, which then goes and helps protect the rest of the network. Uh, when we started Heroic.com, it was always a mission to provide advanced technology using artificial intelligence. There's a big gap in cybersecurity today, and you see that on almost every single, uh, every single day you look at the news, there's a new large data breach. And, and these are data breaches from companies that are worth billions of dollars. Uh, you've got the Equifax hack, the Yahoo hack, the LinkedIn hack, all these hacks that are happening. And all of our personal data is being basically thrown out for the world to see and, and, and utilize. Uh, the scary part about this is, is not necessarily the data that's out there today. What happens in five, 10 years when we put are putting our kids in self-driving cars and expecting them to get to a certain location when we are putting technology into our bodies and expecting that technology not to get hacked. Uh, just a, a little over six months ago, a large heart pump manufacturer, they recalled a half a million heart pumps because the heart pumps were remotely hackable. With a cell phone, you could go and shut down a heart pump and kill the person. And that's the future of technology as artificial intelligence and um the integration of technology into our lives gets more and more prevalent. Uh, the risks are greater and greater. And we went about tackling that problem. Uh, we're, uh, our genesis is, is years old. Officially, the company Heroic is two years old, but we go back way longer than that. And we saw a problem in building cybersecurity was the data, the, the, or building artificial intelligent systems was the data. The data is the key piece of AI. It's the it's the fuel that drives the engine. And without that data, you don't have uh, artificial intelligence. And when I, when I talk about artificial intelligence, for those that know it, it's machine learning. I'm really talking about machine learning. But th that data is necessary, and that data is very difficult. It's being hoarded by big business, by government, by large cybersecurity firms, and it's not available. And so what we're doing with our, uh, with our token sale and implementation of the blockchain is really opening access to that data, that most important piece that not only us, we're building our technology off of that and our AI models, but we're opening it up so that the world can build their technology off. As I said, our mission is to intelligently protect the world's information. It's a pretty big mission. It's going to take a long time. And we felt uh, with, with when we were working on this that uh, providing open access to that data was the best way that we could fulfill that mission. And like I said, not only are we building on top of it, but we're opening up that data so that the world can build their solutions off of it. Competitors, universities, you know, all that. Everybody gets access to it and is transacted with our token. To get access to the data, you need our token. Also, as, as users install intelligent software on their computers and are protected, and they're providing anonymous data back into the network, they're compensated and incentivized with the token. And that is heroic.com. Awesome. Will be interesting to watch your ICO and your success. Everybody, heroic.com. Check it out. Perfect. Thanks. Does anyone else have any thoughts or feedbacks before we wrap up the session? It's a big play. I mean, it really is. And uh, I think it's necessary. So good on you. Perfect. Give me any other thoughts, John? Uh, mainly just questions. Yeah. What's the question? Um, Go for it. Go. Well, so 
Are you familiar with uh, what Sam is doing? Because you said you know Sam, yeah. right? I, I'm familiar with Sam's doing. Uh, I'm a, an acquaintance of Sam. Sam. I met him last week for the first time, and he kind of discussed a bit what they're working on. This guy named Sam Smith that's trying to build, uh, from what I understand. Not the musician. What? Not the musician. No, not the musician. No, uh, uh, maybe. This guy's more important. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's like an open platform for data to do to be able to train AIs off of and, yeah. In compensation for you giving data to the system, you get access to other people's data, but you don't actually get to see the data, but you just get to run your models off of it. That's funny. When I met him, he definitely didn't tell me that. There was no like, hey. Uh, that that so, was what I was understanding. Yeah. This product. It might be different. I might be wrong. Is that kind of what you're saying, though? It's kind of like this open platform where people can put their data in. They'd be able to run their data off of other things, but you also protect it in a sense of... Because when I think of... Uh, uh, security, I think, of not wanting to create honeypots, right? You don't want just one place where all the data lives because yeah. if they get in, then they get everything, right? Yeah. It's like this decentralized idea. Um, so is that kind of what you're doing? Or how is that? In a similar aspect, so we are uh, we're providing access to very specific threat data, utilizing industry standards of how to save that data, how to how to provide that for other systems. There's already many, there's already multiple standards in cybersecurity that are very prevalent and uh, that, that software, very uh, robust software runs off of. And so what we're providing is access to that data so that they can integrate it with their own solutions, current solutions today, and build and it's future specifically solutions. cyber security yeah, data? Yeah, so it's cyber threat data, yeah. So like, say I'm Walmart, uh, I've had somebody try to attack me and I just keep track of all that data somewhere, like logging all the, IS, mm -hmm. the IP addresses and like how frequently they were DDoSing me or like, or like what kind of data do you collect from when you get attacked? Like, yeah, there's a, definitely, there's a bunch of different data that goes with it. One of the things that you said is network signals. So seeing the signals that uh, a specific attacker would have as he's attacking you. And you're able to save that data into an industry standard format. And so that any systems that run off it and can consume that, they can say, okay, if we ever see this type of network signal, we can block it. And uh, Walmart's a perfect example. Uh, they, and, and maybe Walmart isn't a perfect example. Let's say a mom and pop shop that uh, has a company that uh, they need data. The problem is, is they see only their stuff. And if they're not using, if they're not seeing all this other data that's out on the network, they're missing a lot of the pieces. It's a very centralized system today. And what this does is, uh, as, and we call them threat miners. So threat miners are the people that install our software, individuals and, and companies that install the software. They're getting protected through our software and algorithms, but so they also contribute data back in. So if I use a uh, system kind of like Cloudflare, right? Mm -hmm. So Cloudflare right now kind of does this for you, yeah. right? Yeah. You can put on this like prevention and they'll like have that little protective thing. Like, yeah. hey, we're just checking to see if make sure you're like a legit person. Um, basically, this is for if we really get more decentralized. Because if we're centralized in a way, I can just trust Cloudflare to say, hey, you guys, you guys do all this stuff. You guys know. So I'm just going to protect you and every all of my network requests are just going to go through you. Mm -hmm. And this is a solution for if we really do get um, in a more decentralized way where I don't trust Cloudflare to be to be monitoring me, I can use your system instead of Cloudflare. Would that be a correct Definitely. analogy? In fact, uh, what would happen is you'd have a company that would utilize the data that we have and build their potentially build their own Cloudflare or Cloudflare connect to our data and utilize that data 
to better protect all of their customers. Got it. So it's breadth of data. It's it's uh, getting enough people that are contributing data, and so you can train your algorithms off of it. Got it. And it, it's this data platform for AI, but specific to security. the cybersecurity side. So instead of all these other companies that are just like, hey, yeah, we're AI and we're building this data platform, which uh, the reality is AI requires very, uh, for the most part, very clean data. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to be able to normalize that data because you got to run your algorithms off of it. And if your algorithm doesn't know the type of that data, it's it's not very intelligent. Um, we're not to the point where we have this general AI. There's different types of AI. You've got narrow AI that's very specific to one thing. You've got general AI that basically can do everything as the intelligence of a human in theory. And then you've got, um, you know, the this belief that this AI will have all the intelligence of all the world ever, you know, this super AI. And uh, we're very specific on, you know, the the data that comes from cybersecurity side. Whereas some of these other ones, and, and not to diss them at all, because there's very intelligent people working on them, so a very more, ex, a lot more experience than me on the artificial intelligence side. But I think it's just too broad. It's it's really hard to work with a platform like that when it's everything, right? All the data. You can't protect all the data, and or you can't store all the data out there unless you're. Uh, you know, very well funded and healed. Unless you're Google. Yeah. Uh-huh. Google. Take, or- take our data. <laughs> take our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on New Business Ideas. And keep watching and uh, make sure you subscribe. And and thanks for joining us. All right. Awesome. Talk thank to you guys later. Cool. Thank you.